got what you want, I know what you want. I got what you need, I know what you need. I got what you like, I know what you like. I got what you love, I am your plug. Hey, I'm going to just get right into it, okay? Because we are here. We are here for one reason and one reason only. Steve Nash needs to go as the next <laughs> head coach, all right? And to prove that point, Frost and I are going to have a draft going through every head coach in the league and telling you how many of them are actually better than the Brooklyn Nets head coach, Steve Nash. Yeah, Frost, man, I got to... I got to say real quick before we do get into it, man. When Todd first, you know what I'm saying, we were rehearsing, we were talking about the exclusive video topic for the week. I'm like, man, I don't think Steve Nash is that bad. You know what I'm saying? But as you get into it, which we will later in this video, you're going to understand why, you know, some of our recent biases for Steve Nash as a player kind of carry over to him as a coach. But without further ado, man, let's get it going. All right. So we're going to run through these names kind of quick, but let's start it off Atlanta. Okay. Nate McMillan. Undoubted, yeah. better coach than than Steve Nash, no doubt. Two would be Ime. I hope I'm saying his name right. Ime Yudoka, first year head coach for the Boston Celtics, and for me, I'm going yeah, because the what he's been able to do with this group. I mean, the talent wise, it's similar team to the Nets, maybe not as talented, but he's been able to make some damage with this roster. So yeah, yeah. he's the reason why we're recording this episode right now. So uh, yes, <laughs> definitely better than Steve Nash. Next up, we got my boy. Billy Donovan on the Chicago Bulls. Easy I'm yes. Go, yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Easy for yes. Sure. JB Biggerstaff, Cleveland Cavs. What they do with the young group, definitely better than Steve Nash. Yeah. Jason Kidd. That's a hard one because, like, I don't know he, if you've what, heard a lot of Think about what he did with the Bucks. It's a yes for me. Well, yes, right? But at the same time, like, like some of the other guys down this list that we're going to be talking about, the amount of problems he had in his locker room, he's had a lot of beef with a lot of people. Like, Jason Kidd, like, a lot of people don't like him, supposedly. But he's got to get the pass, you know? Michael Malone, yes, easy. Yeah, one. for sure, for sure. Dwayne Casey for the Pistons. Uh, although he's year. a he vet. Raptors, Raptors. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Dwayne Casey for sure. Uh, Steve Kerr, no doubt. <laughs> Steve Kerr. Yeah. And the the funny thing about Steve Kerr is, I think you compare him both Steves. Like they probably had the most similar situations, and Steve Kerr really showed he's actually a quality coach where Nash has failed to do so. Uh, next up, we got Steve Silas for the Rockets. More Steve's. Huh? Yeah. Actually, uh, I'm going to give this one a nod because the Rockets actually suck. Their roster is similar to that of a G League, and I think he brings more to what they're doing in terms of adding and making a difference, development, all that. Than what. And Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and they were winning games towards the end of the season from when they finally kind yeah. of put his system in place. So I hear you on that one for sure. I hear you on that one for sure. Uh, next up, Rick Carlisle. Yeah, simple yes. Yeah. Yeah, we know what he's done. Ty Lu, king of the after timeout plays, bro. That's a dub. He's better than Steve Nash, too. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Jenkins, I mean, we have to have to give it to him based on the team that the season that Possible they had. Possible coach of the year. He's in the running. Yeah. Spo, Eric Spolstra. Easy, yes. Spo. Yeah. Easy. Boot, Budenholzer, the days with Atlanta, for sure. You yes. know? I mean, that's Chris, the thing. Based on this season, Chris Finch for the Timberwolves, for sure. Ah, uh, 21-0 without calling a timeout last game <laughs> does give you a little cause for concern. But yeah, it's a whole yeah. whole uh, body of work that we're judging. So I'm a yes. 
Honestly, we can't do this, man. Steve Nash, that dirty. Oh, we've I'm already started. Let's see it through. Come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> see it through, my boy. <laughs> All right, Willie Green down in NOLA. Yo, we saw that inspiring halftime speech. Steve Nash ain't saying nothing like that. Come on. That's a yes. <laughs> it has to be yes. They just beat the number one team in the West two games in a row, right? Is that what it was? Absolutely. And, yeah, uh, man. Well, not two games in a row, but we'll see yeah. what happens. Tips. Yeah, man. My guy Tibbs, okay, Knicks fan, y'all done turned on my boy, but let's not forget it was coach of the year last year. That's two time. Put yeah. some respect on it. That's a yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, that I'm not even gonna try and destroy his name. I'm gonna have to go with a no. Steve, you got one. You didn't got one. Okay, yeah. Jamal Mosley with an H before the L. That's a new one. No, yeah, I'm not giving him the pass either. Is this his first year? But nothing to write home about. All right, next up, Monty Williams. Yeah, yeah, Monty Williams. You skipped yes. Doc Rivers, bro. Oh, my fault, Doc. That's a yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why you skipped him. It's a lock, you know? Um, yeah, we're going to go Monty Williams, though, for show. Next up, Chauncey Billup for the Blazers, who basically his start has been injured all season. But, man, Chauncey's definitely getting the nod until he proves otherwise. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah, in a similar boat. Exactly. Similar boat. Only first year. He hasn't had much time to show what he's capable of. A lot of injuries for Portland. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to imagine David, it. Go ahead. Nah, I'm getting ahead of myself, bro. I'm just so excited to roll Steve, right? So I'm going to let you finish, brother. I was going to say, you got to imagine. I just think if you put Chauncey on this team uh, with the Nets, he's not going to bow down to Katie Katie and Kyrie in the same way Steve has. He's going to have more of an impact. Yeah, for sure. And and Chauncey Billups is that consummate floor general, right? So it's going to make an effect regardless, you know, which we would have thought we would be saying the same thing for Steve Nash, right? But he's proven us otherwise, which we will get into. Next up. Sacramento Kings head coach David Yorger, who sac- anything involved with the Sacramento Kings is not getting a pass. You know, like they they're abysmal, bro. I hate to see it. You know, <laughs> facts. Greg Popovich, the goat, maybe the greatest coach of all time. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Nick Nurse, same thing. He's showing us why he's he's making the money that he does and how he won the ring he did it that first year with Kawhi. Same page with you, Brody. You know. Um. And next up, Quinn Snyder, Utah Jazz. Man, this is another yes, even though they've been struggling on their own. Still yeah. not as bad as Brooklyn Nets. For real, especially given the talent on the Nets roster. And last, but certainly not least, Wes Unseld Jr. And if I got, I, I'm going to have to give... Go ahead. This is going to be a yes for me, yo. Think about the hot yeah. start. Think about the expectations. And yeah, it's a yes. The fact that this is the coach that my boy Joe, a- Joe Ajike works, out, works with every single day, he's getting the yes regardless. But now you throw in, you know, the son of a, few, of a, for a Hall of Fame basketball player you know what i'm saying the resume that he has in college the level of professionalism and you mentioned it you saw what he was able to do with that squad in the beginning of the season man so shots out west J- jr you know what i'm saying so that's 28 active coaches we just ran through 27 if we don't include steve nash right yeah there were three coaches we said were not better than steve nash yeah so we're not saying he shouldn't get another job but we're saying that brooklyn that's one is not for him and look, this Boston lead that we currently see is an indictment on Steve Nash as a head coach. How are you not getting easy looks for the best scorers on the planet, man? Steve is being thoroughly outcoached by his protege, the guy that was in his same huddle last year, M.A. Doka, <laughs> yep. on the Boston Celtics. Which I think gives this Boston team an edge, which you've very much been seeing. They've been implementing so far in this playoffs, man. And you mentioned it, right? You have guys like Kyrie and guys like Kevin Durant or two. Again, you hear from LeBron and D. Wade when T-Max said they're more skilled than LeBron and D. Wade. And LeBron and D. Wade came out and said, absolutely, right? So you have these two guys, 
And you can't beat the Celtics. And again, the Celtics are good. You know what I'm saying? But they're young. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It's that simple. And honestly, it comes down to the coaching. Kyrie is fasting all day, dropping 39. Again, they Jason Tatum, I have to give it to him. He's been playing some great basketball. But Steve Nash is not making it easy on his stars. He's basically running isolations all day. Yeah, and it's not that they lost the first two games of this series. It's about how they lost. Yeah. They, they, like you mentioned, that 39-point virtuoso game from Kyrie, that's the game you're supposed to win. Um, that's the game you're supposed to close away. And then this game two, blowing that 15-point lead, another game you're supposed to win. And they lose on a buzzer beater. Who loses on a buzzer beater layup? Like yeah. We see step backs. We see stats up. But a layup, that's just pad defense, bad coaching. Um, and it's showing right now. Yeah, and now you look at the roster, I mean, with the additions of Seth Curry, I mean, again, you just look at the team that this these guys have, and they've got to be winning games. I mean, sure, we'll let them get the slide on the record, let's just say it was due to injuries and what have you, but nah, man, they've got basically their full squad. Man, this poor coaching has really put this Nets team in a slump. And when we went through that list of coaches, right, there's guys that elicit things about them, right? When you think pop, you think defense. When you think D'Antoni, you think offense. When you think about Doc, you think about how he's able to connect with his players and motivate. Steve Nash doesn't have any of these qualities. Yeah. Steve Nash, it seems like, is just getting a check and standing out there giving hugs to Katie and Kyrie. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he's good at, and it's becoming glaring what he's bad at. Yeah. So where does that leave you? I don't know, but our Canadian comrade, Steve Nash, man, he's got to do something <laughs> quick. This team has taken on his personality outside of Katie and Kyrie. are just supernovas. They said they don't need a coach before the season even started. Seriously? And um, you could say, like, obviously they haven't played well, and that's the biggest reason why they've been so bad. But your head coach is supposed to be able to help in that process, not just be a bystander. And like I said, they've taken on their personality. It's a nonchalant bunch. Just watch the way they rebound, the way they get back in transition. Hopefully that changes when they're playing in Brooklyn. But to this point, man, it, it just hasn't been pretty. And Steve Nash doesn't really seem like he's put his foot down to put an imprint on this game at all. Yeah. He does not have control over this team, and it shows. And that's not something we would expect from a two-time MVP, you know, going to be a future Hall yeah. of Famer. You know, this guy stole MVP from Shaq. Right. And based on his playmaking, it didn't have to do with scoring. Basically, the role that he's in now. Right. Because a playmaker, a point guard is essentially the coach on the floor. You know, so the fact that Steve Nash has not impacted the game. Like you mentioned it, bro. There's no style. There's no identity to this team, man. Like in, in it's Phoenix, vanilla. it's vanilla. Yeah. It, dare I say Canadian? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, no, that's funny. But you were talking about roles, and we're talking about the Hoffer, the two-time MVP that is Steve Nash. Let's talk about how we got here. How did he get this job, right? So like you mentioned it, the accolades, Hall of Fame, two-time MVP, stole one from Shaq, stole one from Kobe. He quarterbacked a revolutionary offense. That Phoenix team was crazy, breaking records day in and day out. And then he just hung around the Warriors for a couple of off seasons. And now, boom, he's the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. No experience needed. Okay. And like you said, we saw that pan out with Steve Kerr and Golden State, right? Couldn't happen and worked any better. But it oh, yeah. doesn't seem like it could get any worse for Brooklyn, right? This isn't about Boston. This is about Brooklyn. And they've vastly underwhelmed. We're talking about two seasons in, and it looks like it possibly and very well could be two first-round exits and a second-round exit. For Katie and Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's crazy, right? Because, you know, we got to give it to them. When they lost to the Bucks, right, that's the, the eventual champions, right? So just because you faced them early on in the playoffs, that kind of puts a little stain on your on your rep, right? And it literally, you know, KD's, 
a half a foot back, they win that game, potentially win the championship, mm. right? So, you know, a lot of things could have gone differently. But to be quite frank with you, man, like like you said it, right? Steve Nash basically got his position on, I don't want to say a popularity, but for the most part, yeah. Like, you're involved with this. You're Steve Nash. We know you to be, you know, point guard, you know, two-time MVP, everything that you mentioned, right? Why don't yeah, you come it was on- all based. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Literally what you were going to say is come on over to Brooklyn. Yeah, it was based on assumptions. There was nothing you could put hang your hat on and say this is why it will work because there was no record, there was no experience before then. Yeah. Um, it was just like, hey, this could translate to a better offense. We'll get him a defensive coordinator, which was Ime Adoka. And um, even last year, that doesn't work out because they don't really have an offense. Yeah. Like you said, we said vanilla to describe it, but it's KD or Kyrie or bust. Um. And not to mention they have guys like LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin just rotten on the bench. Yeah. Possible contributors. We see Al Horford on the other side, which is pretty much LaMarcus Aldridge. Exactly. With a little shorter body uh, <laughs> being super effective. Like, I don't know why you're not trying to match there, not getting creative, not making any adjustments. Um, Whatsoever, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing, right? Guys like Blake Griffin in L.A., <laughs> they've been there before, maybe not to a championship, but they have proven playoff experience. These are the kind of guys you want to throw into the, your second unit and rely on them for big minutes in the playoffs. And I'm not saying put them in for 30 minutes a game, but if you give them each 20, 25 minutes a game, right, with that second unit, undoubtedly they're going to make an impact. But given everything leading up to where they are in the season, they haven't even played enough for them to contribute with that many minutes a game. You know what I mean? It's basically going to be throwing in two cold old guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying at this point? But at the same yeah. time, Blake Griffin, we know that he can do a lot at that position, at that size. LaMarcus Aldridge can stretch the floor when needed. And even not, that man is going to get you two points any single time you need it. You know, so there's a lot that you can do with that Nets roster. You know, you forget about the guys like Seth and you forget about the guys like Bruce Brown. I think Joe Harris is still injured, but nonetheless, you still you still have all of these pieces. There was never an identity like you mentioned, man. It's like the Suns were this run and gun, fast paced offense that did whatever they want. Steve Nash was basically averaging 18 points and 12 assists a game and he could easily average 30. But that was because of the stuff. You know what I'm trying to say? But yeah, man. Yeah. I think my final thought in this is like Brooklyn could very well make it to the finals, right? But that wouldn't change my opinion on this. I think Steve <laughs> Nash needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to be in agreement there because regardless of what happens, barring a championship, I think it's hard for me to see Steve Nash staying for a third season.